0: Jacob Chikrin comes home, and the Arizona Coyotes got off to a very rough start. Let's talk about it. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Locked on Coyotes, your number one daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. I am your host, Robin Leano, alongside Matthew Jacobson. We want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We're free and available everywhere you get your podcasts. We got a great show on today's episode, Matthew, because the Arizona Coyotes came back to win against... The Ottawa Senators in a game that, after the first period, I thought it was I thought it was just gone. I'm like, No, no this is this is this game is done.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, you're you're not wrong. So, uh, the the first goal is like four minutes in. I'm like, oh, great, great start. And then the other two goals in the first period were a minute and thirteen seconds apart. Three nothing at that point. I'm like, okay, the game's over. I I was quite frustrated. I I. I was definitely – look, this is the worst team in the East. I'm looking at their record <laughs> right now, points-wise. They're five points behind Columbus. This is the worst team in the East. And I I, I was pretty frustrated. I'm like, look, th- this team, they needed to come out. They needed to, to play ready because, as we saw, well, Ottawa did. Ottawa, we you, you see it whenever a coach is fired. Again, we I, I gave a couple – potential reasons, but it doesn't really matter what the specific reason is. This team came out to play the coyotes, despite, you know, they did main or, or, uh, not maintain. They kind of controlled the pace of play for a little bit. They, they still did not get any of the luck and they gave up three unanswered goals and Ingram is out after six shots. He gave up half of the shots that he faced. It was a rough start it was not a good first period, despite the positives that might've been there because the result was cartoonish in the other direction, Robin. Oh yeah, no,
1: it's, you know, I I was looking like a lot of people were giving credit for that first goal the Senators had. He's like, yeah, you know, that's a nice shot from the point. Mm -hmm. And like, it kind of just like, that's that that Ingram could not have seen that coming. Second one, kind of similar, but like at the same time, it's just like, all right, like, that's also on the a little bit on the defense. You know, oh. like you got you can't let a shot like that happen. You get you, you let two goals happen from the point, like come on, like back to back like that. And the third was just like what, like a turnover? Uh so it's just like you you you're immediately gonna turn to so many criticisms. Okay, this went wrong, this went wrong, this went wrong. And it was <laughs> you're like, why?
0: Yeah, and and you know, I I obviously I'll just i go through the goal scoring summary for the first period. It's Cruikshank, his first NHL goal at 410. Norris in the power play. That was seven seconds into that power play at 1306. And then uh Kubalik, his seventh at 1419. That the game was done. <laughs> like I unironically, the game was done. And then this team do, do you want me to just go ahead and just blast through the coyotes scoring pass this? Because they yeah, let's came back.
1: Let's so, go through
0: it. Uh, second period, 1411, Jackery McBain, the McBain pain train is fifth from Cooley and Carconi. It's three to one late in the second period. You, you cut down the lead. And then this is funny. So I get up to go take the trash out. 914. Moser is third from Michelli and Dumba. And within 30 seconds, I'm returning. And Kells uh, pots his 11th. And if I am remembering correctly, that was a spinorama snipe from Stetcher and Kerfoot at 9:47. <laughs> before Michael Kesselring' his second NHL goal from Sanford and McBain at 16:27. Originally, I think that assist was supposed to go to Carcone. Is what it is. As long as Jackery McBain still gets some points on that one, the Coyotes win four to three in regulation. During uh, Jacob Chickren's homecoming, it was a very interesting night. And I went from, oh, wow, here we go to this team feels like they're getting a little bit of that tenacious identity back from last year. They did not give up full credit. I have to give nothing but praise to everyone in that locker room because they did not give up in a scenario where most of us wouldn't have blamed them if they did.
1: Yeah, no. I I want to know exactly what was said in the locker room between the first and the second period, because there's a whole different di- different game, a whole different team that came out for the second period. Still, again, wasn't showing the strongest, but they, you know, they again, they still were able to get a goal out of it. They cut it down to two, uh, their deficit down to two mm-hmm. um, before the Coyotes go on that uh, that three goal third period. Uh, it just was this the. Second and third period Coyotes were a much different team than the first period Coyotes. I think there's no way that you know, you don't like you. All you needed, all you need is a pair of eyes to recognize that. Um, and like I said, I just want to know what was said in the locker room for a change like that to happen. Intermission. I have a hypothesis.
0: Yes, I, I have a feeling someone in the locker room. Uh, pulled out, pulled out a bag and said, "I have a any sort of weapon in here, and if you guys don't pick it up, I'm going to either start kneecapping people or smacking people inside the head with it." And then they came out there and actually played harder in the rest of the game.
1: <laughs> it's an interesting, interesting hypothesis. <laughs>
0: Do you want to talk about Corel Milka or would you like to kick that off uh, for a little tease for the second segment? Because Corel Melka had a phenomenal stretch in, in the second and third period.
1: Let's let's let, let, let's kick that on over to the second segment, talking of some of the players that stood out and 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 whatnot. We'll get to all that right after a quick word from our sponsors on today's show. And today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Clayton Keller can score 50 goals. The Arizona Coyotes can make the Stanley Cup playoffs, and you can win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. Sleeper is the number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports, and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. All you got to do is pick whatever players you are going to take this week on their, regarding their odds to win 100 times money, and you can play alongside your friends. So then it just goes beyond NHL. You can go NFL, MLB, NBA, college football, all-on sleeper, talk in a group and team chunk connect with other fans. Pick your picks in under a minute. All you got to do is pick whether or not studs like you know Nathan McKinnon or... Let's say who else? Logan Cooley record more or less. Then there's sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win a 100 times bet, all you need to do is quickly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Coyotes fans. You can win 100 times your money playing data fantasy hockey. a sleeper to so start paying attention and nail your pick so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKED in NHL and you get $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code Locked on NHL, see sleeper terms of use and details and for locational availability.
0: Did you see the meme the the coyotes posted after the game? No, which one was that one? (laughs) Never back down, never what? And it's it's this dude who's with the Senator's logo on his face (laughs) running away from a snake. That is an L. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's so cartoonish and stupid the, and i love it the coyotes twitter
1: admin <laughs> anytime the coyotes win a game
0: it's hilarious like like they do a good job but then at the same time like like yotes trade central right here uh it's it's the infamous uh, ai step where you step it over the the dude for the lakers and it's gmba Stepping over the NHL, like there, there are some good memes in this community. <laughs> yeah, just because the the Coyotes community, the, I, I,
1: this is a theory that I have. I feel like it's this this way. Because, Matthew, because I feel like, yeah, sure, the Coyotes community has also gone through a lot of frustration, just like every NHL fan base does. Mm -hmm. But the Coyotes community specifically, I feel like knows how to even turn even even like the crappiest situations into just like jokes and fun
0: because they're used to the the pain. So we're just like, let's start making some jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Fake laugh, hiding real pain. But seriously, uh, let's let's just jump into uh, the the goaltending. So Connor Ingram did not have a great night. It happens. I do want to point out though he's been blowing up a couple of times down this stretch in terms of giving up more goals than you would like. Let's keep an eye on that. Karel Melka comes in uh, with about five minutes to go in the first period. Stops all sixteen shots. And then I want to pull up the Craig Morgan tweet because uh, this came from Coyotes Media Relations that this is his longest active shutout streak there with 114 minutes and 36 seconds solid for Vamelka. This is a way to bounce back. He's won two of his last three starts. He's putting up good numbers right now, whether that is for our purposes, preparing for a trade or uh, to, to make the goaltending tandem battle. Interesting. Again, it's objectively good to see solid work by Karel Vomelka. i want to give him all the credit in the world because it, it's pretty easy to to kind of get stuck in your own head if uh, if if you kind of lose a goaltending opportunity and then you're just kind of iced because he yeah, was essentially no. iced for 19 days
1: yeah no that 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 period of you know the the coyotes winning streak like again you know i th- i felt like a lot of hands were tied because like again you can't really you can't just bench the hot hand like that when while the active, you know, streak, right? Yeah, while the streak was active, mm-hmm. while the streak was active, um, but you know, I felt like you know you have to kind of picture what Vemelko was feeling at the time. The fact that he's not getting any ice time, he felt like a little cold. So when he did get finally get out there, you know, I can't really blame him for the you know less than stellar performance that initial that initial go around. Mm-hmm. But he's got some. He, he got a chance to get some practices in there. He's like he started to look good again because I feel like he realized. I don't want that to happen again.
0: Yeah. And also you got to take whatever opportunities you get. And I, I'm always going to respect people, that, I obviously I can relate to it a little bit. I'm always going to respect people that get an opportunity and uh, essentially just like scratch and claw their way towards it and not let it go. So I, I did want to take some time on the show today to praise Melka because he's had a, a good last couple of games and uh, he's on an active shutout streak. Let's uh, let's not open the champagne yet. Let's, let's no. not pop the bottles for a Brian Boucher situation. But let's have a little bit of fun with it while it's going on.
1: One hundred percent, Matt. Matt, I also got a question for you. That's kind of in the form of a joke, a, like half a half joke, mm-hmm. I should say. Is Michael Kesselring the best Coyotes player whose last name begins with Kessel?
0: Yes. <laughs> yes because at least he's not crying about how he, they said we would win and we didn't win. And he's actually trying to help the team win. So Michael Kessel, Rick, You get honorary best coyote Kessel. <laughs> let's all, let's all, there's still some, some Phil Kessel uh, jerseys available. Let's go ahead and buy all those up, rip the 81 off, put some fives on there and like either get a big ring and put it at the end of it or, or just like, add ring to the end like we'll have to figure out how we're going to do it but it's got to be shy and it's going to be fun can we like like what if we just
1: did like a uh like you know like you did like a play on of his you know to try to get his name you just get but you get like old an old picture of phil castle you know like the you know like the chubby face from all the hot dogs Mm -hmm. and then a picture of that and next to it you know a nice shiny diamond ring just like castle ring
0: we could do something like that, but can we use Amanda Kessel instead? The better Kessel. Anyway. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't actually,
1: I, I feel like that's the better. Amanda Kessel. Definitely the better <laughs> of those whose actu- who's, who's actual last name is, is Kessel. Uh,
0: another couple of players I would like to highlight. Jackery McBain. So he has been He's back. He's been crucial. Co- yeah. crucial. Yeah. Crucial since coming back from injury. They needed him back. They needed him back desperately. He's been back for a couple of games now. being quiet on the score sheet. Uh, playing. 10 minutes and 12 minutes, 53 seconds, respectively. We, I, I I probably should have, like, said something and actually, like, put some thought into it. Obviously, you're not going to demand or expect him to score immediately, but he only played eight minutes and 28 seconds and recorded a goal and assist, and that goal, he just picked up the change, right place, right time, puts her home, that that's the kind of a uh, garbage goal that you need. It sure looked the same on the score sheet, didn't it, Robin?
1: I mean, yeah. It sure it, it, it sure did, you know. I uh, like you look at the box score. It just you know, there's a little tick right there next to goals and it's like, "Hey, you know what? Give it to him."
0: What well, what about the the Keller spinorama? That was that was kind of crazy. <laughs> you know, I felt like we needed
1: a Clayton Keller goal like that cuz I feel like a lot of people. There are some people out there who criticize Keller this season. It's like he's not playing like we probably thought he was based off of what he looked like last year. It's like my, my thought press at the time was like, sure, because he doesn't need to as much. <laughs> he's got actual support cast around him. So he doesn't have to like you know prop the entire team up.
0: Um, mm-hmm. But I, we still need that. We still need a little bit of that flair. Yeah, we do, and like. If I really want to be nitpicky for just a couple of seconds, like his plus minus is pretty bad. Uh, you're you're seeing a lot more goals uh, like when he's on the ice. I mean, ice you're against... I mean you're
1: gonna get that out of a mm-hmm. player who records more minutes on the ice as a forward than any other forward.
0: Yeah, he's actually twenty minutes.
1: Yeah, naturally you're going to get that. Mm-hmm. I, the people don't realize unless like you're a team. Um, let's say like the uh, like what like that twenty. 20- 21, uh, or 2020 or 20, whatever those, what years of, uh, of the Tampa Bay lightning in which their goal score, their goal differential was like plus 62. And like at that point, you know, it's not good. It's, there's going to be a little difference, but.
0: And like he, his goals are not projecting as well this year. How and his points are also a little lower, but at the same time, he's still four points below a point per game. He's fine. He's producing fine, and remember, his contract is not superstar money. It's just elite top sixer money. He's more than justifying that. <laughs> Again, if I had to be nitpicky a little bit,
1: I mean, isn't that partially our job to kind of nitpick a little bit, kind of analyze, you know, su- super analyze everything, just right? a, just a little bit? Because like- overanalyze,
0: we're over like, <laughs>
1: like if we're here at Locked On Coyotes, we will overanalyze absolutely everything.
0: Uh, I I just didn't want to make it come across that, like, I'm just going to blindly, like, like look past any of the negatives, but I also don't want to, like, make it sound like it's worse than it is type thing. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, we're not going to, like, (laughs) we're
1: all, we we will overanalyze anything going on with the coyotes. However, we will not overreact. Unless we have an episode specifically that says overreacting. But we'll let you know if that's kind of like, you know, a spiel, like a little, like a, like a, you know,
0: for a show. Are there any other uh, players you want to highlight? Because I, I do have one. I do have one more. Uh, I want to see if you have one first. Uh, no, let's hear it from you. Matthew Dumba. He records an assist and he he, he drops the gloves. He gets into a little bit of a of a of a tizzy. And I saw him when I was walking out of the arena. I said, "Good fight." <laughs>
1: You know, I felt like it's interesting that, like, you know, we started off, like, not necessarily least high on Dumba, but it's like, he's been serviceable. And then I felt like, like, more so you, you started getting a lot more criticisms of Dumba as the season kept going. Mm-hmm. So I felt like this game was kind of, you know, a long way coming from him. something that we, should, that we should have, that we should have, that we should have expected from him right something that's like he needed a game like that
0: well like because he he gets his name on, on the score sheet he gets an assist he also goes and drops a big hit it was a solid hit and then drops the gloves uh that's going to be good for momentum it, he's not the same dumbo that he used to be i'll take the the positives i can get and, and also uh it d- do, do, I do, mean, I, do you want me to do you want me to tease it for the third segment, or or do you want me to just talk talk about the the Morello thing now?
1: Let's tease that for the third segment. We'll get we'll get to that, and then also let's just take like we'll also take just like a, another quick first or second, I guess in this in this case, look at the San Jose Sharks. But we'll get to that right after a quick word. Our sponsors on today's
0: show. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. As weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if the Cardinals can win literally anything. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get into the action. The app is so easy to use with a wide range of pending options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL.
1: Let's finish things off, Matthew. I want you to get to your thought before we
0: uh, take a look ahead. All right, so uh, uh, as I'm walking on the Devil Deck, I I got some stuff I got to wrap up after every game. Uh, I see Gutierrez and Morello walking over in my direction. I kind of like try to get away from them because I'm just a lowly employee that doesn't want to lose his job of being too close to a billionaire. And the dude actually looked likable. He looked excitable. This was the first time I've seen him as... A dude, since uh, the I I sure as I sure as heck want to win quote that that he had when he first bought the team. That is literally the first time that I was reminded he's a dude and not just like a figurehead. Uh, he jumped on live TV. He was praising the fans. He was excited. More of that. All right the the Coyotes fan base deserves better, and they deserve more of that. We wanted that whenever the no vote happened. Hey, still love this market. We're we're mm-hmm. committed to being here. We we're praising the fans more of that. People will like you more if you do that, Mr. Morello. So, you know, I mean, I want to go wait. back to,
1: I want to like, yes, that was great. I also, I want to go back a little bit, a little bit back in time to when, uh, the coyotes were still in the, te- the, uh, the Tempe council meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the, uh some of some of the council members were a little critic, like I think even some of like the public speakers were a little criti- critical Like, look, Alex Morello is just sitting there and he's not commenting at all on any of this and whatever. And like as they're getting ready to close out their comments, Morello stands up, gets the stance, and he's like, he's like saying, like, like a lot of people might be critical of what I'm doing. He's like, I want to win here. I want he's like, I want to build this winner, I want to get this done. You know, he seemed really passionate about everything kind of surprised a lot of people the fact that he stood up there. Um but you're right. In a case like 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 you know this you know post game against the sens when him come you know jumping up like I we, we need that. We need the energy from the owner, right? Mm-hmm. And he actually cares about the success of this team and it shows.
0: It really shows how like l- l- let's let's take a couple of seconds and I do genuinely want to read the comments on this like what like would would you have felt better if the day after the election, when like it was a, a ghost town, I didn't sleep very well? I was trying to come uh, to to determine whether or not this team was actually gone, and trying to like just angry, like yeah, no, it's not done yet. How much better would you have felt if he would have done that press conference that was scheduled and been like immediately? Yeah, and be like, look, you know, we didn't get the results we wanted here but we are committed to this market instead of making us wait. I think it was like 72 hours or something for a a tweet. Like how much better would you have felt? I would have probably got a lot more sleep around. It was 24 hours
1: until we heard from Javier, but Mm -hmm. it was like a little bit longer. I think even until we heard from Morello or Morello's camp, but it's
0: like, how much better would you have felt if you had that, even if it was just a little pre-recorded clip of this guy, like, not just being a robot, not just being uh, a shadowy figure, not, not just, just being, being money, yeah, not just being the paycheck, but actually being someone that like cares about the thing that, that they're running. How much better would you have felt?
1: I would have felt a little bit more, uh, a little bit more at ease because I felt like, yeah, that first, as you mentioned it, yeah, that first 24 hours, I felt like, like, you like. We all went through the gauntlet of feelings mm-hmm. right from uh, per- me personally I went from depression to um I, I'm not sure what the term is that I'm looking for exactly uh, uh, apathy went from went from depression to apathy to anger to oh wait I think they might be okay maybe <laughs> I don't. And then,
0: even, but sorry, what, sorry, go ahead. I, I thought you were just staring at me. Like, start talking. I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, but like, I don't even remember like most of it because it was just like like it was like a, was a like blur in your head, kind of a thing.
1: Yeah, you want to put that. You you, you want to put that. Uh, you know, stuff like that down. He was like, I want to think about that. But you know, to me, it's like. I I love it and I hate it the, the way that my memory works. I remember some of the most random things and the most you know how I felt on certain days. Right? And I remember how I felt the first 72 hours after the election. Um but to see the uh, just just see the energy from Morello now and again as we're getting closer to when the uh, supposed arena announcement, or at least, you know, the per- land purchase and arena plan announcement coming closer, as we mentioned earlier in the month, um, no, no changes have happened since then. But again, like I like we said earlier, still look towards the North, North Northeast Phoenix. Um, you know, I feel more confident now, like a lot more confident now than I did then. I still will say, like I like, like we talked about, you know, from earlier, consciously optimistic consciously confident confident because i can't we can't let our guard down we cannot let our guard down until uh i think the way you know carl said it said it you know until it's like officially official until everything falls into place more that this team is you know on the even more rise and arena's built and everything but just seeing Alex Morello with his with, with how he is like in his energy. I feel like that's that's extremely important for Coyotes fans to see.
0: I think it it's it's also important for me uh, because and he is he is a businessman. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's 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 not pretend we're best friends with them just to put it a little bit into perspective. Yeah. But genuinely, the more I, I think about it, like there is a lot of money to be made in that, that Northeast Phoenix location. This is an objective fact. Even if the arena does not go up, he stands to make a lot of money here. So the longer he's silent, and I, I genuinely hope to whatever gods may be out there that Alex watches this clip. All right, that the longer you are silent, it becomes easier to be like, okay, what is the what what is this the cynical thing being planned here? What is You know, the, the angle here, but when you see someone that as someone who I I consider myself a passionate, a passionate dude myself, because I get super excited at at the dumbest stuff like Godzilla movies and, and, and Sonic the Hedgehog and whatever else. Like if I'm super passionate, it shows to see that that's not an act that cameras were not pointing at him when he was excitedly making his way over to the platform It was just a handful of people that were were around and I just so happened to be walking there at the same time. Like that is, that is not an act. That is a genuine emotion. And that is what I think would make a lot of people feel a little more at ease and also show that this is not just a money making thing. Yes. The money has to be there. He's a businessman. Like it's all fine. I'm cool with with people making money. I don't see an issue with that whatsoever, but when there is that element of soullessness you know that i really can't trust this but when i see that glimmer of passion when i see that that excitable reaction i'm like oh okay he actually cares i don't <laughs> care if that was all planned and it's a cynical thing and it was just for for looks doesn't matter that was so convincing to me that i am so much more at ease than i was even a week ago
1: yeah absolutely and i feel like um even more so like like um i, I definitely will say this you more than me kind of speak a lot more and have like share more of that emotional connection as what every coyotes fan is likely feeling not I would say every, but most coyotes fans
0: are actually feeling. I sure hope so because I just I, I, I just go off my impulses. That is it. I'm a very impulsive individual.
1: <laughs> Absolutely fair <laughs> enough. Um I know we we're out of practically out of time but here, but uh any any changes on your thoughts of what's gonna what we're we gonna expect now tomorrow, um when uh the sharks when when they they when the sharks host the
0: coyotes so just, when the this time around just go in there and beat the barracuda just just get the job done honestly <laughs> That's all. in front honestly. of the like it's going to be another 4000 fans you're already playing in, in you the funny? that crowd
1: <laughs> I will say this I will say this it is really funny and I might I'd elaborate a little bit more on it if mm-hmm. you look at the percentage of you know uh capacity The Sharks technically sell more tickets and have more fans, despite being as bad as they are, than the Winnipeg Jets.
0: Oh, of course, we got to give a little bit of a (laughs) little bit of a shot to the thrashers fans out there.
1: (laughs) I mean, I had to. I mean, the the Jets are at the lowest in the league, right? So
0: that's just saying. That's great. I I really hope that's a fact. Because that'd be a lot funnier. Like when, when people get mad and they can't refute what you're saying, then it's like genuinely the greatest thing ever. I will. I, I will confirm my,
1: uh, confirm that on, uh, on tomorrow's episode. Um, as we, if as we do the full preview, maybe when we get to the, when we do, if we do a bonus
0: episode tomorrow, we'll see. All right. Any final thoughts before we close things off? Beat the Barracuda. Just no, no more one, nothing shenanigans. Just beat them and like kick their teeth. in. I like that. <laughs> I like that.
1: Anyways, that's going to be it for today's episode of the Locked on Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube, SiriusXM, XM and ad free on Amazon Music. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, Facebook.com slash locked on coyotes. And on Twitter or the app now known as X at L-O underscore Coyotes. I'm personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Matthew Jacobson is at the AZ Sports Guy. Interact with us as a question you might have. We might answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget. To howl on.